Hey, this is Alex Maycock, and you're listening to Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Here we are together once again for another episode of Trail Tales ARP. And before we get into this week's interview, I have to let you know that uh, this weekend is the Sinister 700 miler. Pretty exciting. I had uh, Michael McLean, a.k.a. the Honey Badger, on the show a few weeks ago as he was prepping for this race. Uh, he's in Alberta and will be running that. Mike's a really great runner. I'm rooting for him for sure. Our friends at the Gotta Run Racing podcast, Norman Jody, had Elsa McDonald on their podcast very recently. And Elsa was the 2017 overall winner of the Sinister Seven. So me and Norm uh, made a friendly wager. He's Team McDonald. I'm Team Honey Badger, a.k.a. Mike McLean. If Mike finishes ahead of Elsa, Norm is going to have to run a lap around Island Lake, Orangeville, with Piper the Wonder Dog in, in the Canacross harness get up there. So that'll be interesting to see. If Elsa finishes ahead of Mike, I'm going to either run the Chase the Coyote or the Island Lake Classic, uh, which is part of the Gotta Run Racing series. I really got to say, if I lose the bet, I'm not going to be too upset because uh, Island Lake Classic and Chase the Coyote are two wonderful races. So... <laughs> You know, I'm hoping to win the bet because uh, I got I got my hopes and dreams all all riding on Mike's shoulders. <laughs> no pressure, Mike, if you're listening to this. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd share that with you. Check it out, Sinister 700 Miler in Alberta. Uh, the eight, they'll be running. I think it's 18,000 feet of elevation throughout the race. Uh, going to be pretty exciting. So check that out. Uh, just Google Sinister Seven. You'll find you'll find their website pretty easily. They're on Instagram as well. And uh, with that being said, let's get on to the interview. Run wild, everybody. From the trails to the road to the track. If it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast. I'm your host, Sean Sobon. And it is June 27th on the day of recording Western States 100 is come and gone. And I have Brittany Jackson with us today on the podcast. Brittany is in the state of California and she was at the Western States. And we're going to be talking about a little bit about that. And more importantly, we're going to be talking about Brittany's running journey and what she's been up to lately. Brittany, awesome to have you on the show. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you here for sure. Um, I've been looking forward to this interview. Yeah, I saw you on Instagram and you're at Western States. I know like a few weeks back, I guess you had had some swag from there and I was like, okay, I got to keep an eye on her. And then, and then you're <laughs> posting all these pictures up of everybody um, running. And so what was that experience like? You were there live in person checking it out. Oh man, it was so great. Like, I feel like everybody, anybody, whether you're a trail runner or not, should be able to go out there and just be a part of it. Um, I got to see all these people, you know, that I watched and follow for a couple of years now in person doing their thing. Um, you know, just seeing the crews in action was amazing. You know, you see it and, you know, hear about it and all the things, but to see how great people are with their people, um, you know, and get to meet people that you've idolized for years and just watch them do their thing. And it was great. Like, like I said, if you're a runner or not, like if you're ever in California during June and you have a chance to go to it, go be a part of it. It will change your life. Yeah, that's definitely going to be on my bucket list for sure. Um, did yeah. you know anybody personally that was in the race? Um, I did. Yeah. A buddy of mine was running. And then my, uh, my coach, who's actually training me for my hundred K she was there crewing somebody. Um, and it was pretty cool because I got there, um, around noon. So no one had come through yet. I was at Forest Hill around mile 62. And then I left after like the last runner had come across. So I got to see every single person that was ran the race, um, you know, turn that corner on California street. But yeah, my buddy was there. Um, he had a rough day. Um, probably he'll be back though. I'm sure, you know, I'm not sure what happened. I haven't talked to him, so I don't want to tell his part of his journey, <laughs> sure, uh, sure. but yeah. Um, the runner that my coach was crewing, she finished this morning. Um, so I was at home. I got to watch her finish on the live stream. So it was, you know, you're bawling your eyes out for these strangers you don't know. So it was, you know, pretty awesome. It was crazy. Yeah. What, what a cool experience. And just for you to, you know, even touch upon the fact that you're overcome with these emotions for, for complete strangers. And I think that just, you know, 
the common understanding or bond that that runners from all over the world doesn't matter where you're from kind of have with each other right because we all have similar experiences whether we're you know everyday average runners or or people that are like you know really great ultra runners that are running in the western <laughs> states or and everything in between right for sure, you know, and it's, we all share that, you know, we, I'm sure every one of us has been at a finish line and gotten teary eyed, whether it's a marathon, a 5k, an ultra marathon, whatever, you know, but like, I've connected and met so many people through Instagram and met them in person and just, you know, have created such amazing bonds with these strangers that, you know, whether they've watched me or I've watched them for years, you know, and just watched them totally transform, go through highs, go through lows. Um, but it's neat to, you know, see somebody accomplish a goal like that, you know, that you've just kind of watched and followed. So to see it in person was, you know, some unreal. And, you know, you did mention that you got to meet people there and, you know, your, your Instagram handle is just do it Brit and I'll tag, or I'll uh, put that into the show notes so people can, can uh, connect with you. And, uh, so you got to meet somebody pretty interesting and uh, pretty famous in the running community. And it was, it was, uh, it was really great to see that photo. So why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. You know, I was sitting there waiting for, you know, Jim and everybody else to come through and up walks Tommy, you know, Tommy Ribs is just like anybody in the running community knows his story by now um, and has seen everything that he's gone through. And it was just amazing to not only see him up and moving in person, but to be happy and healthy and have a smile on his face, given everything that he's gone through. Um, you know, and I was sitting next to this guy and an, another stranger, you know, <laughs> but we were talking and I was like, you know what, I really think that the power of his attitude is what got him through, you know, I don't know that, you know, but I'm no doctor or anything, but I really feel like your mental state of mind can get you through some really, really hard times, whether it's running and you're in the pain cave, whether you have a bad day at work, whatever, the simple things all the way to, you know, a life-threatening illness like he had, but um, being able to meet him in person, you know, and just get to experience how genuinely nice he is and see him happy and healthy was so awesome. It was so cool to meet him. Yeah, it's... uh it was pretty well to see that photo. It really put me in good spirits because, you know, he, he literally like was on the brink of death. And mm -hmm. for those, the, those are people that are listening and, and may not know who Tommy Rives is. Uh, yeah. He's a very prominent ultra runner. He's got this very famous beard. If you've seen it once, you'll remember it forever. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, he, he fell ill uh, in 2020, I believe it was. And uh, they didn't know what was going on at first. And um he ended up getting diagnosed with lung cancer, I believe, and um, didn't look like he was going to survive. And then uh, his wife was a huge supporter. They ended up uh, raising funds through GoFundMe, and he ended up having to get this treatment that wasn't available at the hospital he was in, so he had to get shipped over. It was It's an ECMO treatment, which is pretty much a machine that's going to oxygenate your blood for you. It's keeping him alive. It's very serious, serious stuff. And uh, to see him out there at the Western States 100 and you like right beside him, everybody's looking happy and healthy. Oh my goodness. Gives me chills. It was Gives unreal. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was just like, it was like seeing, you know, and this is going to take an hour. It was like seeing a ghost because we know how <laughs> ill he was, you know, and I, I saw him and I looked and I looked again. It was so funny because he came back around like, um, I don't know. I think they were waiting for Jim to take pictures. He had a camera on his neck with his friend. And um, after Jim had come and gone, they were walking off. And this guy that's sitting next to me, he's eating his burrito, like full on, you know, and he stops and he looks, he was like, is that Tommy? And he gets up, drops his burrito, runs after him, you know? And it was just like, that is how it was like the feeling that you got, you know, it was like, just wow. But the power of a strong mind in the community like ours that totally just like wraps themselves around you and supports you no matter what you're going through whether it's something little a bad day like I said or it's something like he went through that is totally you know a sideline by life and unexplainable yeah. but I really you know the running community showed up for him you know but that's what we do that's that's exactly what we do it's pretty awesome so yeah. um thanks for sharing that experience with us pretty pretty wild weekend and for those of you listening just <laughs> yeah. go again uh check out just do it brit on instagram and you'll see photos that that you posted up and yeah i think you put up stories and stuff too so it's all yeah a couple of videos and stuff. sharing yeah. my fun day with everybody exactly so let's let's move on to you now Brittany. so you've been <laughs> um running and you know with your journey from what i know um you know you you've lost a lot of weight you've overcome a lot of obstacles but why don't you uh 
give us, you know, a brief overview of how you got into running in the first place and what it was like for you getting into running and how all that happened for you. For sure. Um, I got into running, I think back, it was like 2014 and I don't have like super epic tale about how it all happened. Um, sure. Um, like many people, you know, when Boston happened, I saw it and I was super confused. I didn't understand. I didn't really know anything about running. Um, but it obviously, you know, hit me in a way I was like, wow, you know, that sucks. There's all these people who can't run anymore or, you know, or too scared to whatever. And, um, I had already been a semi-active person. I walked around, whatever, but it really kind of kicked me into gear to want to run more. Um, and so, you know, I did, I think a 5k and that's what it, the minute I did a 5k yeah I caught the bug <laughs> um I did a Susan G Komen 5k the local one um and it was you know another one of those things you see all these people who've been through all this hard stuff and they're there and they tell their stories so it wasn't just runners um it was you know walkers whoever survivors but after I did the 5k um it was just like I got addicted to being able to you know accomplish just that mini goal and I wanted more and I wanted more um and then I think the next year, like that's when 2014, I, um, I tried to get into the Nike women's half and it's a lottery race. Okay. We all know how hard lottery races are, especially ones like that. If you don't know how hard they are, they are not fun to try to get into and get declined or whatever, not accepted. Um, I've been super fortunate with lottery, lottery races. Um, I got into the Nike women's half. Um, that threw me into working for Fleet Feet Sacramento where, you know, my running connections took off and you know I dabbled a little bit in trail back then and it terrified me and it broke me down and I didn't know what I was doing and so I stayed away from it I didn't want nothing to do with it um I did like a trail race like early 2015 and it was on Quicksilver down in San Jose and okay. it chewed me up and spit me out and I was like never again will I go play in the dirt like it was bad <laughs> <laughs> it was bad um and that was like first couple of years were cool. I was, you know, I was into it. It was new. It was exciting. All the things, um, and life took over and sidelined me, had a super bad relationship that happened, gained a bunch of weight. I'm an emotional eater. I like to eat my bad days away. Um, even though I've lost weight, it's still a problem. Like I still eat and eat and eat. And, um, when I quit running, eating a lot didn't help at all. Um, yeah. but I quit running for, I don't know, a couple of years up until, probably late 2018 I dabbled like you know here and there but I didn't like have the love for it like I did before just because I was so distracted by life um so in late 2018 I decided to take life back I was done um I'm done letting myself go um and I dove into I dove in it to hard like every even though let me like I'll rewind a minute um sure. when I work for Fleet Feet Obviously, I would go to the, like the California International Marathon. That's the big one we have here. Um, it's, you know, it's a hot race. It's a Boston qualifier. So all these people come out. Um, and I would always go work the race, like the expo or, you know, the finish line. And I remember standing there with my friend Carla. And I was like, man, it would be so fun to run a marathon one day, but I don't know if I could do it. And I was like, if I ever run a marathon, I'm going to run the New York City Marathon. Like, and those were my words at the California International Marathon. Like, probably... 2016 like it was back when I was still running and then um it would always be a dream so every year I applied to get in again New York City Marathon's a lottery race you have to apply again or you can you know do charity or whatever but I want to get in through lottery because I'd gotten into Nike through lottery so I thought I could do it again um so when I had that dream I applied every year even the years I wasn't running so mind you I had tried what four years I think and I didn't get in even when I wasn't running. Um, and that was one of the things that kind of was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll try something different, you know? And so in 2019, no, it was 2018. Yeah. It was, I hadn't started running in. I put my name in the hat for Chicago and New York in 2018 and I got into both and I was not prepared. I was 40 pounds heavier than I had ever been. I wasn't running. And um, it was just like, what am I going to do? I'm going to do it. And no, I wasn't going to do it. So I deferred. Okay. I deferred to 2019. Um, and that's, that was like my driving force. I was like, all right, Brittany, you know, you're ready to do this. You're ready to take your life back. 2019, I had both of those marathons. I had one in October and one in November. So I knew I had to go from basically the couch to a marathon. Um, 
And I knew what I was up against because I had done plenty halves. You know, I knew all these people who are marathoners. I respect the distance. I know it's far. So when I um, had met along the way, Abby, she used to always tell me, you can fake a half marathon, but you can't fake a marathon. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> like, it dude, is. It can, is. You can, you know, not train and get away with the half and be like, all right, this hurts. This sucks, you know, but I can do it. But a marathon, you have to respect the distance. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, started eating right, cut down my portions, really started working out. Um, training for Chicago was such a big deal for me just because it wasn't just a training cycle. It was my first marathon. It was me getting my life back. It was me healing from a really bad relationship that broke me all the way down. So there were so many, you know, factors that went into that. But obviously the main force of it all was running. Um, you know, in training, I met a lot more people, talked to different people. When I ran and ran Chicago, I met so many people. I got to meet people like you were talking about, like meeting, you know, having people online. There was people that I had known since 2014, and I got to meet them in person at the Chicago Expo. One of my friends was volunteering at the aid station at the race. So yeah. all these people are like, oh, my God, you're a human. You know, I see you <laughs> online, and now you're here in front of me. So I got to meet all these people, um, and it was like the whole 5K thing happened again with the marathon. I did Chicago. I did New York came home. I did the California International Marathon. So not only did I do my first marathon in 2019, I did three of them back to back. Oh my it goodness. Was <laughs> I wow. was, it was crazy. I don't recommend it. Don't, the, please don't get an idea of like, oh, I can do three marathons. And no, just listen to your body, you know, by all means, like do the right thing. It probably wasn't my brightest idea, but I was already in shape. And I, you know, I said, but I'm just going to do it, whatever. I don't yeah. regret it at all but it was you know it's all part of my journey but the comeback was I don't know like I said it was just so much that I was going through through that training cycle and then it was almost like wow you know like what am I going to do if I run another marathon nothing's going to compare to that just because there was so much that went into that training cycle with healing and I really had to not only like work on my physical part of my body to be ready but my mental state because I was so broken you know, I let myself go not only physically, but mentally, I was just like, I was down on myself. So there's a lot of healing to be done. You know, you, whatever it looks like for you, whether it's running, reading, writing, you like, you have to take time to heal, you know, and not just your body and get it right. But like your mind, we all know how mental running is like, you can't survive if you're not okay upstairs. No, a very good point. And I, and I really, really appreciate your openness and your honesty with all of this stuff too, because um, you know, like you had mentioned, like food and everything, it, it still is a struggle too, right? Even when you got all yeah. your ducks in a row, there's still going mm-hmm. to be those hard days. And, and I totally relate with that. Cause I'm kind of the same way as you, like an emotional eater. And I can, I can do great with my eating and stuff. And then all of a sudden something happens, stress. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. And, and for me, it's like, <laughs> it's like chocolate. Eh? I just like, right. Give me just, all the cookies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How many am I going <laughs> to yep. eat all of them? Right. It's like, <laughs> right. And then, and then, and then you have a choice to make, right? Because while you're doing it, it's, it's comforting. And you're like, I don't care. This is what I'm doing. And then after it's all done, like, oh man, what I do. And and then you like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. I got to pick myself up and carry on. And sometimes those, those downtrends for myself, anyways, they can last a week. They can last a few weeks where, and then when I try to get back into that good groove or that good space, it's like up, down, up, down. And then eventually it starts to level off and you do, you do well again. Right. And but yeah. I, I think what I've learned over the years is that these these slip ups or whatever you want to call them, they're always going to happen. And mm-hmm. and when they do, you just have to be prepared to to go through it and realize that it's not the end of anything. It's just right. going back to it. And, you know, your your story is so unique in that um, you're the first person I've spoken to that, you know, you were running. And then like you were good, you were in shape, you've always been active. And then, and then you hit that traumatic experience, right. With, with the bad relationship that was, you know, um, so profound that it broke you, right. We've all, we've all Mm -hmm. had, I'm sure an experience, maybe not all of us, the lucky ones maybe haven't, but I know, you know, everybody has an experience that kind of breaks them to some extent. And, and, you know, you stopped running and there was a period in your life where, you know, things were bad, you're putting on the weight and everything. And then, 
you used your previous knowledge because you're like applying for these, <laughs> you're applying for these marathons like that's probably not going to happen. And then all of a sudden, right. boom, you get into two. So that seems like that was a catalyst for like whatever switch you need or that little kick in the butt to say, okay, like you have a choice yeah, to make time. here. It's time, right? Yep. It's go time. And you did just that and you, and you whooped its butt. So, I mean, that's <laughs> hugely inspiring right then and there. And you know, just, just the way you talk about with, the, with the honesty, everything it's, it's, it's so real and it's, it's so appreciated, but, um, I want to ask like, during that period where you had stopped running, um, you know, you were still, what was it that was leading you to still apply for these lotteries was, did you know, like, you just didn't want to let that part of you go or in the back of your mind, were you thinking like one day I'll be back here. What was, what were you thinking back then? Oh man, I don't know. I think that there was always a part of me that, you know, held on to that dream. And there was always that one little slight chance. Um, you know, it was like, even though I'm in no shape or form physically at all to go run a marathon, like, and I didn't know what, I didn't even think about what I would have done if I got in just because I had gotten rejected so many times. And I had never applied for Chicago before. Um, and obviously, even though I was in my own little hole, like I still connected with my friends. I was still watching them on Strava, still watching them on Instagram, you know, because it was inspiring to me. It wasn't sad. Like I wasn't mad at them for, you know, chasing their goals, but it helped me. You know, these are, I had people that I still ran with before that obviously didn't stop running. So seeing them do their thing and it was like, all right, you know, kind of like the food, like I'm in a bad place right now, but I can still get back to it. Like I know it's there. So with New York City, I've always wanted to go. Um, and once I started running, I had always heard about how neat the marathon was. I watched it every single year on TV. I, I've taken days off of work to get up and watch that race on TV in the morning, wow. like that, you know, like Boston, like I, it, maybe it's Boston because Boston Monday. So, but I have, I've requested days off so I can lay in bed and watch the marathon before work. I think New York's on a weekend. So not in New York, but I've always, you know, just been so inspired. Um, Boston, I think is the one I took days off to watch, but um, it wasn't something that I could let go of. And I won't blame like my whole entire downfall on my relationship because it was me, you know, it, I was my own sure. problem. Um, I allowed a lot of that stuff to happen. I allowed myself to overeat, to gain the weight, to allow somebody else to get in my head and make me think that I was running too much and that I was racing too much. Um, those are the kind of things where it's like, we all have to take a little bit of ownership. Like, okay, like I allowed this to happen. Um, but I obviously promised myself to never allow that to happen again. Um, but it, I guess hope, um, of, you know, having something bigger than me to drive me and I got it, you know, I've, I've prayed to get into that race. I, <laughs> it was, you know, like you said, it was crazy to just get into both. And it was like, Oh gosh, now what am I going to do? You know, I remember, waking up to the email, like, wait, what? Like New York, what? You know, it was just, it was crazy. And then I had to defer. So that was even more heartbreaking, but it was like, this is your fault. Like, this is your fault. You have to defer, like, yeah. you, you know, but now what are you going to do? Cause not only are you going to have to work two times harder to get into shape, but you're going to have to pay entry fees all over again. So it's like, okay, like my, you know, my money is there in two times now, like, okay, I'm not wasting all this money and I'm not wasting my time training. So it was like, there was, you know, a lot of, there was a lot on the line, you know, those races aren't cheap. I'm in California. So to fly all the way to the East coast, you know, month after like back to back like that, you know, and I take my mom, of course, like my mom is my biggest fan. Like I had to have her Aww. there. We've all shout out to, to your mom. To shout out to your mom. That's oh awesome. yes. My mom knows like I would never go to a big race without her there. So I wouldn't change a thing though. Like if I had to pay entry fees at the wazoo to live out that dream and tow that line, it was, there's nothing like it. Like someone, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, I feel like everybody who wants to run a marathon should get to experience a marathon. Like one of those, whether it's Chicago, New York, Boston, whatever, whatever it is. Like if you have the opportunity to fundraise or put your name in a hat, put your name in the hat. You never know what could happen. You can get denied, but you can get chosen. I've gotten chosen for Chicago every year since I ran it. No Through kidding. the lottery. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Lady like, luck. <laughs> I'm telling you, anybody can do it. We were talking about that at Western States too, because you could hear runners. I was sitting right in front of them as they're walking, you know, and people are chatting as they go along. And some guy was like, yeah, you know, it's my fourth ticket. Like, and there's other people who get one ticket and they get in like that, you know, so don't let a lottery stop you. Don't let 
the odds stop you if you want it it'll happen eventually it might not be the first try but we can get there absolutely and, and Brittany, you know you know what I, what i love about you is this, this characteristic that just shines through on you is you know you're you're not a victim like you're talking about your mentality and stuff right and you you take ownership for things which is which is huge i think in in being successful in overcoming obstacles no matter what they are right whether it's like you know, personal trauma, life, bad relationships or, or running, right? Like, let's say you have a race and you don't do so well, right? Like mm-hmm. you have two choices, I guess, really, you can blame all oh, my coach wasn't good or somebody <laughs> else this, so I got <laughs> cut off, whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. or it's like, no, okay, I didn't work hard enough or I, or I clearly have to work harder than I thought I did. And, and you go right. and you take ownership of it. And that's amazing to see. And I think that's something we really need to, to share with people and, um, you know, I'm just give you a quick background on myself. So I'm a paramedic. Um, oh. I've been doing that for 18 years now. And, you know, we come across a lot of people and, and, and I see the differences in people who perceive themselves as victims versus people who, who look at themselves and say, yeah, some bad stuff happened, but you know, they don't blame anybody and they just carry on. Right. And, and they move and they get better and, and they do what they have to. And, uh, right. that's such a huge quality to have. And I think, that might be, I don't know, I'm not trying to play psychologist here, but that might be one of those things as to why you're like kicking so much butt here out in these marathons and doing all this stuff. It's, it's huge. Maybe, um, you know, and I think it's important. I I know that sometimes like a quality like that is a learned quality. Um, like you said, with your line of work, I'm sure you've seen it all. Um, you know, some stuff that we could never imagine. Um, and we all have a journey and a story. Um, you know, and I, prior to running, like when I was 20, 21, I, I think I was like 20, I went through some really, really hard shit, um, that it wasn't anything that could have been prevented. I threw some really hard stuff at me, but I chose back then, like, okay, like I can either let this eat me up, um, and be the victim. Cause I was, I was a victim. I, I'll just come out and say it, Like I was sexually assaulted. Someone broke into my home. It was awful. Worst case scenario. Um, yeah. but I, um, I did my best. I didn't want to go to therapy. Um, therapy is great. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't ready to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to relive it. None of that. Um, but I think that that experience really helped shape me into like not playing the victim. Um, and sometimes you are the victim and, you know, you have to be able to feel that and know that it's a part of you now. And it sucks that it happened to you, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, being abused or hurt or whatever it is, if you're a victim of anything, it sucks, period. However, you don't have to live in that. You don't have to live in there. You don't have yeah. to stay there. You know, just like we climb out of these nasty little pain caves when we run, um, whether it's during the warm up, you're like, oh God, this sucks. You know, the first mile is the worst mile. I always say that. First mile is the worst mile. <laughs> you know, but whether it's something like that or, you know, something life throws at you, you know, you don't have to live there. You can get out of there. You don't have to stay there. But a lot of it, um, you know, if you choose to live there, then you're choosing that. We all have choices, you know, and sometimes it takes a really long time to heal from some of the stuff we go through. It took me a while to bounce back. Of course, I was in my 20s. So from 20 to, I don't know, 25, like I drank away a bunch of those years. I was an alcoholic, but I drank way more than I probably should have. But I was dealing with what I was dealing with. Um, But I learned a lot about not being the victim and not allowing myself to live in those nasty moments and to grow in what it's like to heal. That was all prior to running. But like, now that I talk about it out loud, it's like, okay, like it really has, like it shaped me to, you know, have the courage to just go out and chase these crazy dreams. You know, like I was talking to my coach about this year and I was like, I ran my first 50 K this year. And <laughs> nice and I'm congratulations also, and i'm also and i'm also registered for 100k at the end of the year what? like i don't know what's wrong with me dude like <laughs> it's like i don't know if it's courage or insanity or what it is but like when i bite something off like give me the biggest bite i can have because i want all of it oh but it's i don't know i like i said i don't know if it's good or bad but um who knew that i would run a 50k in the beginning of the year and technically I'll run two more before my hundred K gets here. Cause of training, like, I don't know. I'm not mad at it though. Like yeah. I love this journey. I love how crazy it is. Sometimes it's impulsive, but I have so many great people in my corner cheering me on. Like they support my crazy. I do my best to not get injured and do things the right way. Be smart about it. But 
Yeah, like I think it's so important to know that sometimes you're the problem and it's okay to be the problem, but you can't live there. You got to be able to get out of it and, you know, move forward and heal and grow. Whatever forward motion that is for you, you got to go after it. Yep. And oh man, I really appreciate that advice there. You said it perfectly. I don't want to elaborate on it at all, but I've never heard somebody say like, you know, you don't have to live there. And that, that is so true. And that is just like, that's a pearl of wisdom. Everybody needs to have. So thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, it's oh, amazing. And then, so yeah, 50 K this year, and now you're doing a hundred. That's, that's insane. Um, I've, I've run 150 K and I, okay. I'm going to put myself out there right now too, and say like, okay, I want to run hundred K this year. That's I've never said that out loud yet. So Ooh, and a please, little bit of impulsive, but there we go. You, you got me into it, Brittany. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I had this thought a few days ago. I'm like, no, I want to do that this year. So, okay, we'll see what happens. We'll see if I make it. I'm going to try. I may not like, finish it, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> I think that you can do it. I think you should do it. I think that there's there, I'm sure there's 50 K out there that you can, snag before the end of the year like you might have to start training like july yeah but you can do it oh i hope so i mean we don't i'm hoping we get live races soon we're still on this crazy lockdown stuff here oh man things are getting oh it's tough things are getting better but uh even if that doesn't open up i'm just gonna there's a rail trail not too far from me and i'm just gonna get on that thing and go till my till i can't go anymore i guess there you go get some <laughs> friends out there have a little aid station set up for you that's it, Make that's finish it. line anything that's we did that during COVID. a friend of mine and i we did a marathon because they can't see i am yeah we didn't have it um but we went out on the american river parkway ran a marathon um friends Beautiful. and family came out had our own little finish line my mom was there my boyfriend was there her friends were there we had friends along the way so it doesn't even though life doesn't stop for no one, you know, whether it's COVID, whether it's illness, whether it's, you know, a relationship, but you can still do it. Like if you want your 100K, by all means, there's a trail, a road somewhere, some people that will help you, you know, yeah. if you were local, hell yeah, I would come out and be an aid station. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just sat at Western States from 12 PM to 12 AM last night. Like, of course I'll come chill, you know, support awesome. the 100K movement. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's people out there who do it. You should do it. Oh, I definitely sure. hope yeah, I'll try. It's scary, but you know what? That's one of the reasons I want to do it because I'm scared of it. So why not? Yeah, right? I know not? the feeling. Yeah. Hey, this is Brittany Jackson. You're listening to Trail Tales ARP Run Wild. You all know how I love to run with Piper the Wonder Dog. Her safety and health are my number one priority when we're out on the trails together. And that's why I've been giving Piper Big Country Raw's all-natural joint support supplements since she was a pup. Trail Tales ARP is happy to provide you with a discount code for 10% off your order at bigcountryraw.ca. Visit bigcountryraw.ca and use the code TRAILTALES, one word, to receive your 10% discount today. Run wild! So tell me about your 50k that you did this year. How long, how far back was it and what was, where was it and how did you do? Oh, for sure. Um, I, well, I originally like signed up for the Quicksilver 50k, which was that trail that chewed me up and spit me out. I was like, Ooh, I want to go back for redemption. Um, and with COVID everything got shuffled around um, it got postponed and moved a couple of times. And then there's a local race up in Auburn um, called Formidable. And um, it's hard. It was about as hard as Quicksilver. There's a lot of elevation gain. When I say hard, that's what I mean. A lot of climbing. Um, And so I had always, it was funny. I went to one of my friend's races. She ran a race up in Auburn and I saw the formidable logo and I was like, oh, they they have a really cool logo. And I don't know, it just caught my attention. I was like, I'd love to run that race just to get the swag. Like they always had cool jackets and hats. And I just fell in love with like the design of the race, which is kind of you can call it whatever you want, snooty. I don't know. I like the swag. I don't care what people say. I'll run for a medal. I'll run for a jacket, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that race came up um, and it opened up and it closed down and opened up. Like they kept going back and forth with COVID um, as most things did. And then um, I had registered. So I was on the wait list or whatever. Like when they opened it up, I would have got in. They ended up having it in... April. I think normally the race is in February. Um, and I was terrified if they were going to have it in February, because those trails get muddy. And I saw videos of people sloshing around through the, you have to cross over a Creek and they were knee high in water. And I'm not a fan of that. I don't like to run (laughs) through the water. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, not in Auburn. Like 
if like Auburn, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of horse, like horse riding that goes on. So some of the trails are kind of like caved in and like when they're like that, the water is just like a little stream, you know, it's not flat. So the water doesn't just sit there. It's like, it runs down, it runs through some of these mountains. So it's not fun to run through. It, it can be, don't get me wrong. Like you got to make the best of it. But yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping it didn't rain. And then it ended up getting moved to April and here in California, we have lots of sunshine and the rain didn't come this year. Um, so in the beginning of April, I want to think April 3rd. I don't remember. It's in early weeks of April, I ran Formidable. They call it Formidable because it has these four giant hills in it. And they're all super duper hard. Um, and I had run two out of the three hills. And so I was pretty confident. I was like, well, I know the course. And, you know, I know the area. I'm familiar. When I go trail running, I go up there to Auburn. Um, so I wasn't too terrified of it because I knew what I was up against. However, I had the longest I had gone on trail was like 20 miles. And so 23 miles prior to my 50 K. Um, and so I was scared, you know, like you said, it's scary because it's the unknown and mm. it's further. And it was like, Oh, it's, you know, only a few miles. No, it doesn't matter. Sometimes that one mile will, you know, be the mile that gets you. Yeah. But, um, it was cool in the beginning. Um, I was okay. And then like, I remember I got to like mile seven, the start was cool. Cause I knew, there's a giant hill called Cardiac Hill in the beginning. <laughs> the name <laughs> is the hill. It speaks <laughs> like, for itself, yeah. <laughs> right. I used to always tell people, like, trail running makes your heartbeat different. Like, that was my thing. Like, your heart beats fast on the road, but the trails, it makes your heartbeat different. And that hill did it for me. I was like, oof, and it's right in the beginning. Um, so I don't remember it being as hard as it was when I did it during the race. It was a lot harder, um, but I was at like mile seven or eight. And I remember texting my mom and my boyfriend. I just couldn't get my breath and it got to me mentally. And I texted him. I was like, I'm struggling. That's all I said. And it was like, I felt like almost like I was running in altitude. Like it was just like, man, I can't breathe. And I didn't know what it was, but I think it was me just like giving myself anxiety. Right. Cause I was like, I knew where I was at. I knew what I had to do. I'd done my training. You know, I did everything right. I had my fuel, I had my water. It wasn't too hot. So there wasn't really anything else that was contributing to me basically panicking besides myself. And then I remember I just kept running and then I have my earphones. And so when I text message, it goes off, it plays back in my ear. My mom texts me back and she was like, you're fine. Just pace yourself. My mom is not a runner, but my mom knows, you know, for being out there with me. And that's kind of all I needed to hear. I was like, all right, you know, and I just kept a closer eye on my watch. I was like, just slow down. Like, I still struggle to this day of running slower on the trail because I, you know, was born into running on the road. And right. so when you're on the trail, you can't run as fast as you do on the road. And it's okay to slow down like, and mm. just enjoy it, basically. And I'm still learning that, um, even though, you know, I've spent so much time out there. So I was like, all right, like, just slow down and cruise. And by the time I got to like that halfway point or no, like the half marathon point, I was good. Like I was rolling, you know, and I was like, oh, I just needed to hear to slow down. Like, I'm good. I got this. And after that, I just, you know, kept on trucking. Um, you run parts of the Western States course out there on that trail. You go up to cool and, you know, all these different little spots in Auburn. And it was a beautiful day. It was warm. I don't mind running in the heat. I'm from California. It's, you know, normal for us out here. Mm -hmm. But the end of the race was so hard. Um, and I, again, I knew the course because of where it was at. Um, and there's this little trailhead. And you can get to the trail probably three or four different ways from that one trailhead. You can head out different ways. And the climb back to the top was a different way I hadn't been yet. And I remember I, <laughs> I called my mom the last two miles. I was running. No, the last three miles, I was running down. I was running down to the river and I was running down. I was running down. I was like, oh, this is bad. This is bad because I have to come out of here. You know, I knew that I had to go back up. Um, but the climb, that climb to the top was so hard. And it was one of those things where it's like, I, all I wanted to do was just sit there. I didn't want to do anything but sit down. And I remember my coach telling me like, whatever you do, don't sit down. <laughs> like, don't sit down. She's like, I don't care if you're not broken and you're not bleeding, you don't sit down. <laughs> like, just don't sit down. <laughs> And I was, I could hear the finish line and I'm standing there with my hands on my hips, looking up this giant hill. I'm like, I'm coming. And I knew that my mom and my boyfriend were up there and I was like, I just got to get to them. I just got to get to my people, you yeah. know? So it was hard. I won't lie to you. It was so hard. It took me eight hours and change to do the 50 K. Um, uh -huh. there's again, a lot of climbing. So it wasn't, but that's what I wanted. You know, I didn't want something easy. I didn't want something I knew I could do. I didn't know if I could do it. Um, but it was tough. It was really hard. Um, and I kind of beat myself up because I was like, oh man, it took me forever. 
but then I was talking to a couple of people, you know, they're like, well, I ran all these 50 K. Some of them took me eight hours and 30 minutes. Some of them took me seven hours. It just, you never know what you're up against with your body or the terrain or the weather, Mm -hmm. but it was great. You know, it didn't scare me away from the trails again. Um, but it was, it was so much fun. It was so great to be able to do that and be able to like, I ran, I remember when I hit the marathon point during that race, I was like, I ran a marathon in the dirt like I was so proud of myself like I celebrated in the middle of the mountains by myself like screaming like yeah. I just ran a marathon in the dirt <laughs> like, is that crazy yeah. yeah you know so it's like celebrate those milestones whether you're by yourself you're with friends like if you hit them like give yourself some credit like celebrate those things because it's hard what we do is extremely tough and I don't think that any of us really realize that, like being out there at Western States yesterday, it's like, man, like we are some crazy people. Like <laughs> this is crazy. Like, yeah, it, it, I don't know if you don't think you can run a 50 K and you want to do it, like at least try, like give yourself the option to go after it. If you don't do it and you can't do it, that's fine. At least you tried, but it, I would have never known, you know, at least try. Yeah, you got to try because it's always going to be on the back of your mind. And then, you know, it's just going to be eating away at you, just like, you know, just bugging you and bugging you. And you got to go out there and try and hopefully you're able to to do it. And, yep. you know, you, okay, well, what's next? Or, and if you don't succeed, you just, you know, lick your wounds if you have to, and then, and then come back and try it again. Maybe you never know, right? Like, yeah. like you going back to the, to the quicksilver there like all right i'm back for more (laughs) (laughs) right i mean it's like look at some even the elite people have trouble like jim went the wrong way and he went back and now he's won the race three times like you know what i mean like even the prime best of the best have bad days and that's okay you know like we're all gonna have races that are terrible and we might even have some that we don't finish like but don't don't live there you know, don't exactly. sit there in that nasty little hole and let it eat you up because it will. Like we have such powerful minds to go out and even attempt to do these things. So that same powerful mind can get you out of that, you know, rut, like allow it to get you out of the rut. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, you said, you said those words, don't live there. I love it. I absolutely love yeah. that. Um, all right. So 50, congratulations. And now you're like, okay, hundred. <laughs> 100k. I, I, I see a theme here. Things are getting bigger. Are you working your way up to like 100 mile? Are you going to be in the Western States one day? What do you think? I know that's kind of oh looking far ahead, but uh, do you I have some know. of those goals or dreams? It's almost, it's like, I could tell you do. You want to, you, I could tell. <laughs> I, like, don't get me wrong. Like if I had the opportunity to like, if someone was like, here's a golden ticket, like, what are you going to do with it? Like, of course I would snag it and do the best I could. However, it's just like, it's so long and it's so hard. But I remember thinking of that about the 50K. I remember thinking about that, like, you know, with the marathon. And the craziest part about all this is I was registered. I registered for Quicksilver and that one kept getting deferred. But I registered for the 100K in the beginning of the year, I think in January, um, as okay. Havelina. So I snagged that spot because oh, it fills up quick. Even before I registered for the 50K, I just ran in April. So it was like, I kind of did it backwards. I knew what I wanted but I had no idea how to get there, you know? So I don't know. It was so funny. You asked me that about a hundred miler. Cause, um, one of my friends, we were talking about Western States leading up to it. And I think, I don't know, I posted the text message she sent me and she was like, so we got to start getting you ready for States. And I'm like, girl, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> you're a nut. Like, I don't know if I like, I'll say this. If I choose to do a hundred miler, I don't know if that one would be my first, like it is so hard. I've run portions of that trail and I'm so blessed and lucky to have that trail in my backyard. But like I ran Michigan bluff, which is the halfway point, Michigan bluff dang near blew my quads out. Like it hurts. Like it's that race is so hard. So it's not just like your everyday hundred miler in the heat and the elevation is just crazy. Like you start in Tahoe and squaw and you climb up a snowy mountain, like no, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that yeah, it's tough. Would I ever do a hundred miler? If the opportunity presented itself, I would probably try. Like, I won't even lie to you. I would probably give everything I had and try it. And that's, you know, even without running my hundred K, like I have this weird thing. It's like, it's a mental thing. Like with my hundred K training plan, 
I told my coach, I was like, I don't want to run a 50 miler because there's all kinds of 50 miler races. Right. Mm-hmm. But and usually that would be part of your plan leading up to hundred K. Um, but I told her, I was like, I feel like if I run a 50 miler and it goes South, I'm not going to want to do my hundred K. Like I'll go into it thinking I can't finish it. So I kind of just want to race. Like if there's a 50 K race, sure. I'll go after it. Cause I've completed a 50 K and now I got it. So there's certain things like, it sounds crazy. Like, Oh yeah, I'd run a hundred miler, but I don't want to run a 50 miler. Like <laughs> there's certain things, you know, it's like, I try to protect my sanity the best I can but like I have I think the longest training run I have is a 40 mile run which is okay like you know I know how to run 20 miles I know how to make it through that so I'm not really concerned about not going to 50 miles you know for my 100k training but I feel like that's like the biggest part of it like don't feel like you have to do it a certain way just because other people's plans have worked out that way um but yeah, it's, it's definitely, like I said, I don't know if I'm crazy or if it's just, I take every little bit of opportunity and run with it, but I've always been wanting to be like, well, if you want to try, just at least try, like you said, the worst you could do is fall off the horse and, you know, just get back up and keep going. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's, it's another good piece of advice there. Like, you know, you don't have to train the way everybody else is too, because everybody is different, whether it's, you know, um, physical capacity, mental capacity, whatever it is, um, you kind of have to do what works for you. And, you know, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get to the goal um, for the most part, right? Like, I, this is how, you know, I think all of us runners are a little bit crazy to an extent. There, there's, we all <laughs> we have are. to have a little bit of crazy in us, especially, you know, trying to run these like big mileages and stuff too. And it's just like, um, you know, the first time I tried to do a marathon distance, I woke up one morning. It was just a spontaneous thing. It was March. And here it's, you know, I'm in Canada and Ontario and it's cold in the winter and we get lots of snow. And mm-hmm. I live in like a, an area where we get lots of snow. Anyways, like I'm talking like, you know, past your knee. And it was March. It was like, it was eight degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but uh, I could look it up. Anyways, it's cold cold but it, for march it was pleasant okay so there's some sunshine for you guys i'm in california that's burr oh i bet i bet um so i'm like you know what i'm gonna go run a marathon today so oh my I, I i just leave my front door i have my my camel back and I'm, I'm running and i'm just for the milder weather and i make it halfway like you know half marathon distance like you said you can fake a half marathon and that was probably me up to that point i'm like yeah, i can do this right i didn't train for this so i'm just like out there. oh my god and there's there's i picked probably a route that was a little bit too hilly and i'm like i'm feeling good so i'm like attacking the hills and i'm running up the hills but i feel great then <laughs> on my way back like 26 kilometer mark um so just over half marathon i'm like oh i'm starting to feel a little bit of pain in my in my hip flexors my knee and Uh-oh. you know keep going all of a sudden the weather changes on me and and these clouds roll in it gets cold so it's like hail and snow and now i'm like freeze it i'm like i'm dying (laughs) and then and then uh, my wife comes in her car with the kids because i because i was taking forever and i said you want to get in and be done i'm like no i can't like i'll never finish this i'll never do this again so i gotta finish it right (laughs) i had like nine kilometers to go and um it's probably like you know seven miles or something like that um, or no, less than seven miles, like maybe four and a half miles. Anyways, I'm like, no. So I was like, you know, hobbling along. And then I ended up finishing the thing. It took me like five hours and 40 minutes, but I did it. I did it. And then I did it. And I was like, okay, from now on, I got to kind of be a little bit more prepared. But uh, yeah, it hurt. It hurt. It was a bad experience. <laughs> but I, I bet it did. A little no, bit more, I mean- more crazy there than, than anything, I think. You probably learned so much though. Like you, even though it was crazy and impulsive and you just ran out the door to run a marathon and not a lot of people can say they ran a marathon that way, you know, That's but true. like you learned so much like about your body and what to do, what not to do, whatever. Like I give it to you because running anything <laughs> miles without training hurts. We've all, a lot of us have done it. I won't say we all have done it, but like we've learned that you have to respect the distance, you know, whether you ran too far in training or you ramped up too fast in mileage, whatever, you know, we've all learned those lessons. Um, not the not so fun way, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> help you. you know, down the road, they help you. They help you to, you know, encourage others. Like, even though it might sound crazy, like if you want to do it, just do it. The worst that could happen is that you might not finish or you learn the hard way or it hurts a little bit more than what it would if you did it a different way. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But all lessons to be learned, right? And if you can right. take something away from it, whether it's a success or a failure, I think uh, you're better off than when you started, Absolutely. right? 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so this hundred K, so it's a javelina you had mentioned, right? When is that again? Can you remind me? Sure. It's a Halloween weekend. It's a party uh, in the desert. <laughs> that is, that is awesome. Um, so there's, there's this couple I know in Dufferin County where I live, um, Jody and Norm and they're race directors here. They're local race directors and they put on some really great races here. And they also have a podcast we've talked. And I think, I think it's, I don't know if it's Norm's favorite, but I'm pretty sure it's Jody's favorite. They've been to Havelina, I think several mm -hmm. times and they absolutely love it. The atmosphere there and everything. And they put some videos up and it looks like a great time. What are Isn't you looking it? forward to most about that race? Oh man. Okay. So like when COVID was like super bad, even before that, I would watch like so much YouTube of like race footage, just because I love to know what the trails look like or people's experiences. I pull a lot of motivation from watching people, you know, do their thing and, you know, whether it's listening to it on a podcast or on TV, but sure. I started watching uh, Jamil and he is one of the race directors down there. I think Jubilee does Havelina, but Jamil is like the, the one who I think started the, you know, the whole running races and stuff down there and I got hooked on a lot of his footage um but every time they would talk about Havelina and how fun it was like you said it looks like a party you know it just looks like so much fun I think the thing that I'm most excited about is maybe like the opportunity to meet some of these people you know that I've watched for so long you know you see Jubilee she's the race director and she's dressed up and she's you know up there with a the microphone shaking her little butt around dancing doing her thing <laughs> Um, and people are dressed up in costumes. That's always fun. I don't know if all dressed up just because like, it's hard to run and stuff like that, but yeah, they have videos of like the Hulk. Somebody's in like a Hulk <laughs> costume. Like, so, so I'm looking forward to that, you know, just the fun parts of it. Um, the music, the dancing, getting to meet these people, you know, that I've watched for however long now and hopefully be able to, you know, just connect with them in person um and see people out there I think the costumes are great like I've seen some of the costumes that people come up with into like because it's loops and they're doing the there's a hundred mile air and the hunter k okay. and so you're out there with other people and you don't really know unless you know them personally like what distance they're doing but like you'll pass people and so you get to see their costumes and, you know you get to see people so just mainly I don't know just being part of the fun you know and hopefully getting to meet some of these people that I've watched in the videos. Um, I am terrified to run in the dark. I can tell you that. That's probably like the biggest fear is running in the dark. Yeah. At some, I'll probably have to. Um, and I want to run in the dark before I go run that race, obviously. Um, and I have everything I need. It's just like the fear of the unknown, like in the dark, in the desert, what I run into a cactus or a snake or <laughs> all these critters. <laughs> like that's the scary part. Um, but I try not to hang on to that, you know, because obviously whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I'm just excited to go. And I've, like you said, you know, people who've run it. I've never heard anybody say they've had a bad race experience at that race. My coaches run it. I know a couple of friends who've done it, whether it's a hundred mile or the hundred K. Um, and I know somebody who did the hundred mile and she has a DNF and she's going back this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, like go get it, like go take what's yours. So yeah. I'm excited. I have a couple of friends that I'm training with that'll be there. One of my friends is running, the other one's pacing her. Um, my buddy that did Western States, I asked him if he could pace me at Havelina. He's like, well, let me get this state and see how that goes. So I'm hoping that he'll be able to make it down. So there's just a lot of people I know who will be there. So that's super exciting, you know, to share the race with them and hopefully get to meet Jamil and Jubilee and all those great people. Awesome. Is, is that one of the reasons that you uh, picked that for, for your hundred K's for just the kind of the atmosphere there and, you know, people just kind of loving it and going back over and over again? Yeah. Um, it just looked like so much fun. Um, and I've always tried to choose like my first races as ones that would be like, okay, even if it's hard, like, let me surround myself with the positive of whether it's the community out there, the people who are putting on the race, um, I've tried to be very strategic in that. Um, and I got lucky enough for Chicago to be my first marathon. And if you've ever seen it or been there, the whole entire street is lined with people the whole entire way. So you have the community carrying you through 26 miles. You know, even if you're tired, you have people cheering you on that don't know you. Um, you know, so I've always tried to pick races that were just like, okay, how can I make it fun for myself? Because I know it's going to be hard whether or not I have a good race or a bad race. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I saw Havelina and I've heard people talk about it and, you know, 
just like, like I said, no one's had anything bad to say. Even the girl who didn't finish the race and had a DNF, she was like, it was so much fun. Like, even though it was hard, you know, she's like, I had fun out there. So that was the main reason I chose it. It was just like, it just looks like a party. It looks like a good time. Awesome. <laughs> good awesome. place to run hundred K yeah. not die. Like, yeah. And you know what, even if you're not going to wear a costume, maybe you can just put a little bit of face paint on or something there, put a little pumpkin on the cheek or whatever. Who knows? <laughs> right. I'll figure something out. I'm sure there'll be I'm some sure. sort of, it's like, I just saw a uh, Cruella, the movie. And I was like, uh, that would, I could have fun with like some Dalmatian or something, you know, some fun socks or something. So I'll figure oh, something. Yeah. I won't Ex be all plain Jane out there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you before we, before we end our conversation here, um, you know, are you, are you primarily doing trail running right now? Or are you still doing some stuff on the road? I do some of my weekly mileage on the road. Um, okay. just cause like I'm in Sacramento, so we don't have trails a lot here. We just have like, there's like dirt paths. There's the parkway, which is like, there's a couple of hills out there, but they're not major at all, you know, but sure. I can still run on the dirt path. But, um, right now I still run on the road sometimes like, like I think last weekend I did like 14 on the road. And then um this weekend I was supposed to do don't tell my coach she's gonna be mad when she hears this I was to do um 10 up in Auburn so I alternate between like the flatter trails in the road um just because I'm trying to condition my body to get used to running those longer miles on the flat because Javelina isn't like Auburn there's not a lot of elevation there so it's a lot of flat um so I'm trying to get my body used to going on the flat in the dirt so even if I run on the road out here like I'll try to go to the um the little parkway that we have, it's like a really long bike trail is what it is, but you okay. can run bike trail or you can run in the dirt. Um, so I'll go to the parkway and stay on the dirt side, like of the road. Yeah. Uh, my weekly mileage that I have to do, like the little threes and fours, like I'll just run on the road around my house. Um, just cause I don't like to have to drive further than like 20, 30 minutes to run something that's going to take me 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to be convenient, right? I got you. Yeah. And I, you know, even though like I've really dove into the trails, like I still enjoy the road, like me and the road will always be, you know, friends just because that's where it all started. So I still enjoy running on the road. Um, yeah. And I'm a race junkie. Like I love races, but I had to scale back a lot because my goal this time is so much bigger. I didn't want to get distracted. Yeah. Um, so I don't have like a lot of races or anything planned. I used to run road races all the time because it kept me like motivated. But right now, like that big old goal of mine is keeping me motivated enough to where I don't have to have all these races. But yeah, yeah I go back. That's a, that's a pretty big goal to have. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's big enough that it's going to keep you occupied and sounds like sure. you've got, you've got that all under control. Um, I want to ask real quick too, what are you wearing for your shoes? Um, I, right now I just trail shoes. I went from the Nike wild horse back to the Pegasus. I started in the Nike Pegasus and then, um, the trail and they changed the shoe a little bit when they went to the Pegasus trail too. And I didn't yeah. like it. it was like, um, and so then I went to the wild horse. I ran the crap out of those. Um, and then I just went back to the Nike Pegasus trail three, I think they came out with. Um, but my road shoe has always been the Nike Pegasus. All my marathons, all my road running um, is what works for me. Um, I can tell you this, though, like working for Fleet Feet, like try different shoes, like try different ones and see if they feel good, you know, but um, I love my Pegasus. They work for me. I have wide feet. I, so I'm fortunate enough to be able to get men's shoes. All my shoes that I run in are shoes. And they're a little bit wider and they're great. Um, but I just got my boyfriend. I was lucky enough to have him get me the Nike Pegasus and the Nike Trail Pegasus for my birthday. So I got fresh shoes to train in. Nice. But yeah, that's what I'm in right now. I don't plan on changing it up anytime soon. Like yeah. I've tried a couple of different things, um, but nothing seems to work for me like those do. Yeah. And that, you know what? That's great. Like, like you said, try on shoes. And once you find one that works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And, yes, and, say that for the people in the back, Sean. That's oh my right. <laughs> people and, always will come in and be like, oh, you know, so-and-so runs this shoe. I want to try that. I'm like, but is your shoe that you have now doing good? Like, yeah, it's great. I love it. Leave it alone. Like, just yeah. stick with it. It's okay. You know, but sometimes you get companies and they update your shoe and it just destroys how it feels on your feet. So try it. Oh my goodness. Things. Yeah, that's the We've worst. All been <laughs> oh, that's the worst. That yeah. is worse. I have a friend. Um, it's funny you mentioned the wild horse. I call him wild horse because he absolutely loves them. And <laughs> and I know like he's been through the different uh, variations of them. And I think the 
not the current version, but the previous version was his favorite. So he went and like found a bunch on clearance and bought like he stocked up. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing with the Pegasus. Like it, I had like four pair. It was horrible. Right. I mean, you like what you like, you know? And exactly. like I said, I went back and forth. I went back to the Pegasus after they updated it, and it feels good now. So, I mean, I, you don't be afraid to go back to it and try it out. And I mean, the nice thing about a lot of the, like the running sources, they'll let you try shoes. And if they don't feel right, you can return them after you run in them. I don't know how many people know that or not, but, um, a lot of the running stores, um, not like, you know, I don't know all the different ones they have in different places, but I'm sure there's fleet feeds all over the place. I don't know about Canada. If you guys have like roadrunner sports or anything like that, but we have, we have a, a few, um, not, not fleet feet or anything like that we've got like, you know, the running room, we've got uh, running free, which is a, which is a locally owned one. There's runners den that I can think of as well. And then you've got like big box stores too, but. Do they let you like try out the shoes? Like some of the like smaller running stores, if they don't work out, can you exchange them out or no? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. I've never done it. Um, but I don't know, like I was going to ask you, is there a limit to the mileage you can put on them before you bring them back? Like you're not going to bring back a pair of shoes that have been like, you know, they're all dirty and all worn out or anything, but like, is there, what's the kind of common range that you guys will accept? Uh, it's a time frame. I know okay, I want okay. to take at least, I know it's at least 30 days. Don't quote me, but I think it's at least that, but some of these people are, are in the trail. So they bring them back and they're dirty, oh, you know, really? they, yeah, there's no way you're going to sell them again, but that's like, that's what we would want people to do. Like go run in them wherever you're going to run in them at, because if you're just like, oh, I'm going to go get this trail shoe and try it out around the house and on the sidewalk, you're never going to know what it's going to feel like when you're out there in the dirt. You know, so it's like, we would encourage people like try them wherever you're planning to run or train and see how they do. But, you know, our biggest thing was like, hopefully, you know, with all the science and the training and all the things we went through, we can get you in the right shoe. But things happen and it doesn't work out that way um but i don't know it's like i know that there's you know some of the big box stores have return policies but i don't know how they are with like once they're worn or whatever but i know yeah. with like fleet feet and some of the ones here it's a time frame i want to think like 30 days or something enough time yeah. to know if it's going to work or not yeah so what does fleet feet do with the shoes in that come back like let's say that the dirty ones like they clean them up and <laughs> resell them as 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 previously worn they get donated what do they do with them I know that we like we had a donation process and they also have some that get sent back. I'm not sure what the exact process is, but they have a huge okay. of, like process that I remember we would throw the shoes in the bin and like every so often they would donate them to certain foundations. Nice. So a lot do get donated. You can actually take like your shoes that are worn and take them in and they have donations that they do too. Like if there's not holes in them, because sometimes like, depending on how fast you run and how often you run, sometimes you can run through a pair of shoes and they don't feel good to you anymore, but they still have life in them. Like if someone's mm. just going to walk on in them or if someone's in need of shoes, like even though you ran 500 miles, 400 miles, whatever it was, and you train in them, they're still usable. They just can't, you know, for the, what we want to use them for. So yeah. a lot of the fleet feeds, um, I think that they still have like a donation process. I'm not hundred percent sure on how it is or how it works, but I remember there would be like bins where you could take and donate your old shoes or people would come in, you know, three, four pairs of shoes in their hands. Like, Hey, can I donate these? And we would take them and put them in the bin. Perfect. Um, yeah. So it's neat, you know, to cool. give back, let somebody else get more life out of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brittany Jackson, it has been such a pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your, your wisdom and your experiences with us. And, and your great attitude towards life and to running. It's uh, really been uplifting for me. So I can't wait uh, to hear what everybody else thinks about it. Um, thanks so much. I just have one last thing to say to you, and that is to run wild, my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting with you. I really appreciate the you know opportunity to connect with you and you know anybody else who might be listening in. And that's a wrap on another great episode of Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for your continued support and always listening to the show and, and investing your time and energy uh, with me here. Really do appreciate it. If you want more Trail Tales ARP or if you want to help support our show, uh, please subscribe to us on any podcast uh, player that you listen to. Leave us a review, rate us, follow us on Instagram. Uh, send the show an email, trailtalesarp at gmail.com, and tell your friends we'd really appreciate it. Run wild, everybody. We'll catch you next week.